there's a Facebook group called the Leaf Rakers Society. It's a group by Starbucks. Have you heard of it? No. Oh, well, it's like people who are obsessed with Starbucks coffee and then fall, oh, of course. Oh, okay, okay. And um, it's so sad because there was this woman, Donna, in it, and she was like an older lady. <laughs> what? You didn't have to say she was an older lady because her name's Donna, so. Oh, okay, you're right. I would just assume. But I need to give you like the full picture. Yes, and yes, so yes. She, I'm seeing she it. Would al- <laughs> she would always post just like selfies of her with her coffee and she would always wear lipstick and she was mm-hmm. uh in and out of the hospital but she was like I feel crappy and I'm not doing great but I always feel good when I put on lipstick so she would just like have naked faces in the lipstick oh but I guess she ended up passing away and I had seen someone post it it was like um everyone was like has anyone heard from Donna like it's been a little bit since she's posted last like if anyone knows her we just want to make sure she's doing okay and then her daughter wrote in the group and she was like hi guys I'm Donna's daughter she was like I just wanted to come in here and let you know my mom did pass away and she was like my mom oh it makes me so sad she was like my mom loved this group so much she was like you guys made her so happy blah blah and so like yesterday I think it was yesterday they designated it as a post your selfie with your lipstick and coffee for Donna day and so like the whole it was just like selfie for Donna after one another it was so sweet and I was telling Joe about it and I was crying and I was like isn't that so sweet that is the sweetest thing ever I know oh I wish Donna could see it I know that is lovely that is what those community group Facebook things should be about yep oh Donna I know Yeah, if you tell me anybody's name is like Donna or Linda or Diane, I'm already assuming they're older. (laughs) Well, they should bring back Donna and Linda and Diane's. Donna could be really cute, but I'm not a fan of Linda or Diane. Yeah. I wouldn't mind being a Donna. I feel like Michelle always reminds me of like an 80s name. Like it's along the lines of like Heather. It's very like uh, 80s, 90s. Jake says, I remember I've asked him, do you think I look like a Michelle or do you think like I should have been like named something else? Um, Because those are just random questions that you'll ask each other. Of course. (laughs) And I remember once he told me, he was like, I always thought Michelle was like a trashy white girl name. (laughs) (laughs) It was where I grew up. It was Was like all the Michelles I knew lived in the trailer park. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) um I never thought that I always thought because growing up the only like famous Michelle that I really remembered was Michelle Pfeiffer and then Michelle Kwan and so I always thought Michelle was like a very Asian name oh yeah um but I don't think I've actually ever met another Asian Michelle besides that and then obviously when Michelle Obama came around, I was like, oh yeah, what's up? Hey. Hey, those are the only three Michelles that I care for. You're like, it's not white trash. <laughs> it's not white trash. <laughs> Very international and global. <clears throat> 36. 36. Hey friends, welcome back to Let's Not. I'm Sam. And I'm Michelle. And you're listening to your favorite podcast. <laughs> On Tuesdays. On Tuesdays. And this is episode 36, Ask Us Anything, part two. Part two. Yeah. What 
before we get into that, what have you been up to? Hang on, what my, you- bat- my battery's gonna die. <laughs> Sam, God damn it. I can't hear you because now your headphones aren't connected or something's not connected. Oh, I muted myself because I was just going to try to roll out of here to get my charger and not be loud like I am now. <laughs> All right. Hang on. Well, we Raven go. looks comfy, if that makes anyone feel any better. That makes nobody feel better except for Raven. <laughs> I can't hear you, but I'm assuming that says that doesn't, that doesn't make me feel any better. You're right. Do you want to get right into rabbit holes? Sure. All right, guys. Um, it's uh Casey Anthony. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. So there is this YouTube channel that I watch. It's called Crime Weekly, uh-huh. and it's like a video podcast. They do crime, obviously, but they have they have done so many episodes about the Casey Anthony trial and about Kaylee. I think they've released six parts so far. So I've been watching them like every week and it's just so fascinating because they dive in to all of the background stuff Mm -hmm. that you do not know about if you just watch the case on the news and when it was happening and stuff like that. And they break down the timeline of like what the parents Uh. were doing during everything, even before, even after. Then they break down Casey's timeline and like her friends and boyfriends she was talking to, all sorts of stuff. But it's, what, what do you think happened, Michelle? Um... Like, do you think her parents were involved? Not with, like, the death or anything. I haven't, like, really thought about the case in a while. But I think Mm -hmm. my last idea of it was that um, her daughter probably died naturally or for some reason. And then she freaked out and, like, buried her. Maybe right away the parents weren't aware. But I think at some point they realized what happened. Yeah. So if you're saying that maybe something accidentally happens, like, and if she freaked out and then went ahead and buried Kaylee, why do you think, like, I, sometimes I wonder if something happened by accident too, but then I'm also like, well, did she do something on purpose? Cause why was she mm-hmm. so chill just living her life? That's like the, she just, you know, yeah. if something ac- accidentally happened, you think you would be more careful and just kind of shut down, mm-hmm. not hang out, not do much of anything. But yeah, it was just like as if she really thought she was going to be kid free and just live her life and not have any kind of yeah I ability. Don't, I don't yeah. know. That that is the part that is so bizarre is just the fact that she went on living her life and throughout it you're thinking she doesn't know where her daughter is or whatever mm-hmm. but to know that she did know where her daughter is and that's how she acted that's what's like fucked up and it's just like they even did an episode on all of her lies like oh. it's so wild like even what did she when- say you gotta you gotta uh, recap me because like okay I- well it's been a lot of episodes and yeah. it's been like a while since I was I was watching these all while I was working on my planners like I was just talking to my computer and I was like girl why are you lying like you're so stupid like what the hell is wrong with you so like she lied saying that she had this job at Disney saying she was like a coordinator for events and parties and so she would always lie saying oh this is my work schedule and her parents thought she worked there talking about oh this is the kind of event that I'm working on for the next few months Disney's gonna have this going on or there's like 
or like, oh, it's a kid's day. I'm taking Kaylee. This is the event that I planned and kids can come to it and Kaylee's going to really like it. And then even when the police like were arresting her and they took her to her job, she didn't even work at the fucking place. And she's just walking around waving to people, like saying hi to the workers. And everyone's like, "Uh, who the fuck are you? And then eventually she talks to the security guard and she's like, I work here. And he's like, your name's not pulling up. Like, I can't let you into the offices. Like, who are you? And then she just turns to the cops and she's like, all right, I don't work here. And it's like, yeah, no fucking shit. Like, where did you think this was going to go? And then they even did the 911 call where, because for the longest time, her mom was like, where is Kaylee? Why can we not see her? And she would just lie and be like, Kaylee and I are going out of town. We're staying at a friend's house for a while. We're doing this for a while. Like it was just never a routine schedule that she had. It was always like, it was very, um, sporadic. Yes. Sporadic. Yeah. It was just so strange. And so then when she was at her parents' house, the mom's like, where's Kaylee? And she tried to lie to say that she was with Zanny, the nanny. The nanny. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And so then finally she's like, all right, mom, I don't know where she's at. And she's like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, she's been missing for 30 days. I don't know where she's at. So then they call 911 and it's her mom that's like reporting the missing child. And Casey's just in the background and she's like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, I don't know. My daughter says that she's been missing for 30 days and that the nanny has her. And so the um, 911 operator wants to talk to Casey and she's like, she wants to talk to you. And Casey's like, just in a normal chill voice she's like I don't have nothing to say to them and it's like what it's so so weird and so then finally her mom gets her to take the call from them and they're like so what's going on and she's like I know I probably should have called but I thought I would be able to find her myself and it's been 30 days I know that's pretty dumb of me like I shouldn't have waited this long but I don't know where she's at I did not realize that it was 30 like a month yeah well, because I also always confuse it. There was like a SVU episode with uh, Hillary Duff. And so, oh, really? yeah, I always, I remember that story more because I think I watched it most recently. And so like, sometimes I get like convoluted with like what the real story is, and, like what happened in that episode. Of course. In that episode, she was like gone for a weekend, um, but a month. Yeah. Yeah. And then I don't remember the timeline specifically anymore because it was a lot, but um they even went into all of the calls. There was a gas line reader who mm-hmm. went into that area where they ended up finding Kaylee. He had gone into that area to read one of the meters and saw like a skull and he called the sheriff's office and they were like, um, you need to call 911. And he's like, well, I don't really want my name to be public. And he was like, but he's like, I don't know what this has to do if it's them or not, but there is like something that you guys need to look at. And she's like, okay, we'll send someone out there. And then he goes to check again when he's like on the same route and he's like, Hey, I called before, like, it's still out there. No one's checked it. They said that they were going to send someone. And I think he called three times. And then they finally Holy went out shit. there and he was like, I don't know if this, he's like, I don't know, but with the whole Casey Anthony thing, like you guys really need to come check this out. And they kept wanting his name and he was like, I don't want to give my name. But then 
they were like, oh, we'll keep it private. And he's like, yeah, but if this is Kaylee Anthony, like my name's not going to be private. Like I don't. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But of yeah. course his name was released and all of that stuff. Ugh. But then they finally go out and see what he saw. Um, and it ended up being Kaylee. Um, I'm trying how to think long, what else. How long was it until they found the baby? I feel like a few, I want to say a few months, I think. Um, and they play like a lot of the calls of when they're in jail visiting her and it's just so bizarre like they're just like no Casey I don't think you understand like all of America is looking for Kaylee Mm -hmm. like are we gonna Mm -hmm. find her and she's like I don't know mom I hope so and it's you know they kept trying to give her little little like hugs to be like just tell us what happened and she would just get mad she'd be like why are you asking me just so defensive and then she would kind of get jealous that everyone was so concerned where Kaylee was but they didn't care that Casey was in jail it was just so bizarre did she end up having like a like a personality disorder because I always remembered her like just lacking like complete empathy where it's like she'd always turn into like a very like almost like a troubled teenager and just like curse out her mom and shit and like do like bizarre things like that and it's like you are too old for this kind of behavior yeah like it was very narcissistic like they go through crime weekly they give all of the examples of where she's an adult but she's acting like a child like just Mm -hmm. acting out wanting to get attention from her parents and her mom would call her all the time just seeing where she was at and what had ha- what happened was I guess her mom had to write something on MySpace or Facebook or something because Casey kept acting like everything was fine, just yeah, living yeah. her life. But her mom's like, we haven't seen Kaylee in over a month and she's not addressing her. So if anyone sees Casey, like, please reach out to me. And then Casey would get upset. She's like, well, why are you advertising to the world about Kaylee but you stopped calling me and checking in on me it was just so weird and they go through her social media posts like on MySpace like and I think she probably it was like in the days of Tumblr and like there was another platform that she would use and she would just always post weird graphics of like a new life and she would always make postings of (sighs) like today was a bad day, but tomorrow's a new day. Like, don't let any mess ups affect your future. Just such bizarre things. It was, Jesus. it was really interesting, honestly. Um, it was like a super, super deep dive. Yeah. And she's not in prison anymore, right? No. Was she found guilty or no? She was acquitted. <gasps> oh, wow. I thought she went to jail for at least a few years, but I thought she was already out. Maybe she was in jail while they were doing the trial, but yeah, yeah. yeah she was found not, not guilty. Yeah, it's it's hard because it's like with her being like so aloof about it, it's like, did you do something so that you could just like go back to being not a mom? You know, mm-hmm. she but. and you know, she was dating a few guys it, like they go through some of the guys that she was dating. And there was one guy who she was absolutely in love with. And he ended up saying like he wouldn't ever settle down with her just because she had a kid. And that was like the last person she was in a relationship with. So they were thinking, was that some kind of motive because she was just so obsessed and infatuated with this guy. I could see that too, because it's like, she already like lacks empathy. And there was that case. I don't know if it was Susan Smith or the other one of that woman that 
I think she drowned or she killed all of her kids because her new boyfriend didn't want her to have kids. Do you remember that? I don't think so. Does she live in Florida or something? I don't remember where she was. There's there's two stories that always come to mind. One was a woman that drowned her kids in the bathtub, but I think that one was different. And then there was one where she was in her minivan driving and she claimed she got uh, ran off the road by two black men and that they shot her kids and then she drove them to the hospital but then they found out that she was like driving at like 15 miles an hour like as slow as possible took the longest through I think one of the kids ended up living and then they find out that she did it herself and she did it because her new boyfriend didn't want her like if she had kids oh my gosh but I can't remember her name and downs or something like that let me let me look it up real quick all (laughs) righty that woman's name was diane downs yeah that's also another interesting story to rabbit hole into wow first of all why would you hurt your own kids yeah second of all how do you think you're gonna get away with this and how you think you're just gonna how would you be able to i mean i guess if you have the the ability to kill your kids you really will think that you can live a normal life yeah, after you've killed yeah. them there's obviously something that's tapped in your mind yeah. where you think that no one's going to question this the fact that yeah. she went a whole month that's insane yeah Ugh. um so yeah i think i have i think they're doing one more episode that i have to watch and that i'm looking forward to but yeah i just i wonder what she's like up to now like I don't know. And I remember that she was, she was selling something online Mm. to like make money. So gross. gross. I think they'll probably give an update on what she's doing these days. Not that anyone fucking cares, but it's like, how can you live your life? Like, how can you live with yourself? Yeah. Um, They're also going to talk about what the relationship is with her and the parents now. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. I remember in that SVU episode, it's like the dad just like loved her so much. And I think he was the one that ended up burying the baby because like he just wanted to protect like his daughter. I know that it's um, when you do have kids, you will absolutely do anything that you possibly can to protect them. But I just I don't see myself if I had a kid and they murdered someone. I Mm -hmm. just do not see myself protecting them and trying to lie for them. No, I would say you have. I mean, that's the biggest rule that you get taught growing up is you have to be accountable for the consequences of your actions. That's just what you should be taught growing up. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. some people aren't. And that's why they refuse to take accountability. But that should be a lesson. Like there is consequences to your actions and you do have to take Mm -hmm. those into consideration or else everybody would just do whatever the fuck they wanted. Oh, yeah. But if you guys want to check it out, um, the YouTube channel is called Crime Weekly. Crime Weekly. It's really good. I'll have to get into that. Yeah. So my rabbit hole this week was the whole My Favorite Murder acquisition. Because uh, <laughs> you had audio messaged me and you're like, I know you listen to them. What's this about? Yeah. Um, and I had seen it the day before, but... Yeah, people are really upset about that one. I think that they're going to lose a lot of listeners. Okay, so what is the podcast? Like, who is it? Like, 
give a little backstory so yeah. anyone who's listening to us kind of knows. So the podcast is My Favorite Murder. It is a true crime podcast with Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. Um, it's number four globally. Like, wow. so it is one of the biggest podcasts around. Back in, I want to say 2019, they started their own podcast network so they have like a dozen podcasts under them now um and also they signed like a deal with stitcher for like i want to say like 15 million back then or 10 million it was like a big deal as well wow that's amazing yeah so they announced on tuesday that they were now going to be amazon music and wondery plus was like acquiring their exclusive rights for like distribution and ads. So pretty much they're going to distribute the podcast going forward and they have the rights to all the ads that they want to play on the podcast. And obviously everyone fucking hates it because everybody fucking hates Amazon, which a hundred percent agree. Like Amazon's the fucking worst and they're going to be our overlord soon. It's just going to happen. Like they're literally buying every sector of the universe at this point you know what I mean um Mm -hmm. so everyone's just like really upset because it's a quote unquote sellout and I think a lot of people were like I'm not listening anymore like this is bullshit and stuff like that people are assuming that they're gonna have to pay but what they're saying is pretty much like Amazon and Wondery are gonna release it a week early with no ads so pretty much if you have a Prime membership, you can listen to it week early, no ads or a Wondery Plus. And if you don't, you can listen on any platform a week later, but it'll have ads, probably Amazon ads. Mm. So that's what the deal is. But obviously everyone's upset because it's Amazon and everyone's upset because they've obviously been making a lot of money off this podcast anyway. So they're just kind of like, why are you making this money grab? And like, couldn't you just like partner with somebody else for distribution shit and like things like that. So that's why everyone's upset and I see it in that aspect but I also see in the aspect of like they started this podcast network but they obviously don't come from this line of work and I'm sure Mm -hmm. I kind of have a feeling that they got in way over their heads with all of that and managing all the people under them and like now they're responsible for all these other people that are on these podcasts and like the back of house and shit And I think they were probably just like, well, let's do this deal so that we can not have to deal with that shit, you know, and be like stable. Mm -hmm. And I got to assume that they, they haven't said the number of the deal, like how much they made, but I have to assume it was in the hundreds of millions. I mean, I would say so, especially Mm -hmm. if they got offered 15 million, you said from Stitcher. I think 10 or 15 million from Stitcher in 2019 but also Amazon so the top 10 podcasts have been getting bought out for the last year Spotify bought Joe Rogan they're obviously trying to figure out a way to make more money off of this new sector but Amazon bought out the podcast Smartless with um, Jason Bateman Will Arnett and there's a third celebrity on there with them Mm -hmm. Um, the guy from Will and Grace do you know his name Sean Sean yes yeah okay so they bought out that one podcast Whoa. a few months ago for 80 million. And that's, it's not even a top 10 podcast. So can you even imagine how much they paid for like this whole podcast network with wow. the number four spot of my favorite murder? So I don't know. It's like, are you going to turn down $200 million and you get you to know, pay all your people? I messaged you 
Well, I messaged Michelle because I saw all the comments of all these people freaking out. And I didn't really know the situation, but then I saw some of the people who actually read the article. They were like, relax, you can still listen to it on your whatever, wherever you're jamming on your podcast, nothing's going to change for you. But if you want to support them and go over to Amazon, you can do that too. But of course, everyone's like, sell out, sell out, sell out, just getting so upset. And it's like, I, you just never know where someone is at with something. So it's like, yeah, I don't think they need to be canceled or anything like that. It's like, we don't know what's going on in their direct lives and their business side of things. But it's like, what would, what would just think of what you would be able to do with your own life? You have, think about all the other employees that you have to worry about you have all of their families to worry about and I don't I kind of feel like people should and maybe it's the Amazon thing like I Amazon thing it's a hundred percent just because it's Amazon but if it was something else I feel like they would still be mad I think so too I'm not gonna lie I'm sure that they would be mad regardless but But how many of those people are actually ordering on Amazon I'm just saying a lot lot of people out there fucking act like you're so against Amazon, but you guys be ordering from Amazon. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying I order from Amazon. I don't do it a lot, but I do, but I'm also not. Yeah. I may. And also I'm coming from an uneducated full analysis of how bad Amazon is. Oh, that's horrible. I'm sure someone, Michelle will tell me, I'm sure someone (laughs) will tell me in the messages, comments. No, they're, they're fucked up. They are definitely like, Pretty much what they run is like American sweatshops. They're fucking horrible. They're horrible to their employees. There's no reason why they should be horrible to their employees because they make mm-hmm. so much fucking money. So it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. But unfortunately, no matter what, because of like the capital society that we live in, there is no way to be ethically like consuming anything. There's like, no way. It's, it's impossible. Like you have- you have to do what you can, yeah. but also other people can't make you feel bad about it because you're not in the situation to avoid those things. No, you're mm-hmm. on Facebook and Instagram complaining about it. Like there's just no way truly, unless you live in the woods and you just, you know, make your own shit yeah. to truly be like completely ethical. But Mm -hmm. I mean, also, if you're super against it, then yeah, you just don't listen anymore. And maybe that'll affect the streaming. I do. I really don't think that Amazon with as much money as they make literally all over every fucking sector that they need to start buying up podcasts. Mm -hmm. And I don't think any of them do. But it's it's I guess what's happening it's like of course they're gonna try and make more money also on their podcast they talked a lot about like unionizing and like they've covered they've covered tragedies of like bad working conditions and they're always like against the man and resistance and bullshit like that so it Mm -hmm. does even like it's even more of a thing because they've always talked about greed and working together and stuff like that so I mean, I get that too. Um, mm-hmm. But also here's the thing is you have your own opinion. Of course, you have your own choice yeah. to not yeah. to not support it. But also I'm not too familiar with the podcast, but it sounds like they've really built something extremely wonderful for themselves. Yeah. Like it's just yeah. The two of them that started out 
just doing a little thing. Like, I think that's amazing. It's unfortunate. It's obviously, it sounds like with the Amazon stuff, but it's yeah. like, I don't know. I just, something with the high horse, I do not like. It's like, let's it's a high horse. W- worry about people in your own lives. Who's yeah. a shitty person? Who treats their employees like shit? Someone that you know. Locally. Just saying locally. Yeah. yeah. Who's someone that you support that is really not that great? So it's like, I don't know. You have your choice of where you want to spend your money. I don't know. And I'd like to know everybody that's complaining. And it's like, I'm complaining too, because I don't fucking like it either. But if somebody literally offers you $200 million, who walks away from that? I don't know. That's like not even once in a lifetime. That's like a little speck of dirt once in a lifetime opportunity. And it's like, they could use that money. They can, I mean, I like, this is me being like pie in the sky. My heads are in the cloud, but it's like, you know, changing things from within usually works a lot better. They could also be using that money for charities for that's this. what I was going to yeah. say, Michelle is like, we just don't know just what don't was know. on the other side of the deal. No, no. But I completely get what people are saying. Cause Amazon is truly fucking gross and disgusting. Like mm-hmm. they could literally end world hunger with the amount of money that they rake in. And instead they treat their own workers like fucking garbage and just take joy rides in fucking rockets to the sky for no fucking reason and continue to deplete the earth's resources and mm-hmm. make it a garbage world so <laughs> I All understand right, well, <laughs> that's maybe okay I'm gonna assign myself a rabbit hole and it's gonna be looking into Amazon, Amazon? and oh, Jeff girl. and Jeff Bezos oh more. he's he's a vil- he's like a straight up like villain <laughs> I mean, I, I see that, but yeah. I just don't really know all of the reasons why, but I'll definitely look and yeah. educate myself on that. Look it do up. you think you'll listen to the podcast and do you think that they will address it? I don't know if they're going to address it. They tend to just kind of like ignore things and like let people spout off and like not feed into it. Um, <laughs> I think an episode released today. So I don't know if they talked about it because also they released that information on Tuesday. I don't know when they record or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if they'll say anything. They haven't like responded to any of the comments or anything like that. But I also got to say, as somebody that worked for a company that got like acquired by Amazon, I remember the day that news got released and everybody was like stoked about it. And everyone's like, our stock options are going to go up and this is going to be great because like Whole Foods was kind of declining at that point. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking around and being like, y'all are like fucking being real dumb right now. Like <laughs> Amazon isn't going to come in and make this shit better. And of course they didn't like health care mm-hmm. went down, like vacation yeah. days. Like, of course they came in and just ran it. Like they run Amazon. They got rid of a lot of positions. They got more senior people that were making a lot of money to somehow like get pretty much fired and shit like that. Wow. So it's like, do you not see what's happening? Like that bootlicker mentality always amazes me. Cause I'm just mm-hmm. like, you think they're going to come in and like, look out for you. No, <laughs> that's not going to happen. So like, I, like, I, I don't, I don't love it. I'll say that. I don't love what's happening, but at the same time, I can't say that I would walk away from $200 million. So I can't act like I'm a better person. But see, I appreciate you saying like, you're like, yeah, I do disagree with it. But then again, you also are putting yourself in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to see both sides. Yeah. Whereas a lot of those people commenting, they were like, people are fucking and I'm like brutal. okay how many of you guys literally beat your child before you commented that 
okay. I don't trust no one. <laughs> I know, I know. So that's that's the rabbit hole I went down. And then also on another note, I woke up this morning and I guess because Joe Rogan is like on Spotify exclusively, I think now or whatever mm-hmm. that whole deal is. Um, and because he's been going around just talking a lot of nonsense about the vaccines, which is like, you could, you know, if you want to be an anti-vaxxer, like sure, but like, don't just spout out misinformation or because people are idiots. And obviously like people have been drinking their own urine and taking horse, horse tranquilizers because somebody said that would work against the, against COVID. So it's like, people will listen to what you say, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, so Neil Young said, I guess he told Spotify, he's like, if you're going to let him just like talk all this shit on your thing, like take all of my music off of your platform or whatever. And so oh. this morning they took all of Neil Young's music off of Spotify. Wow. Yeah. So he like gave them an ultimatum and they just were like, all right, well, I mean, we're going to just going to take all of your music off of Spotify. Okay. But wait, who is Neil Young? <laughs> I don't. Oh, Samantha, you broke I my know. heart. Oh, he's so good. Um, he is a musician. Name a song I might know. Neil Young. Um, I mean, old... it sounds familiar, but I can't yeah. put a name with the face with the music. Harvest Moon, Old Man, My My Hey Hey. It's classic rock. Do you oh. ever listen to classic rock? Yeah. Okay. I might know Harvest Moon. And he also co-founded Farm Aid where he would do a festival and all the proceeds went to like local farms and stuff so that they wouldn't like go out of business. Oh, wow. He's like a huge environmentalist and he's an okay, amazing musician. Love, mm-hmm. love him. Our like first dance was to one of his songs. Like I Aww. love Neil Young. Yeah. Um, so I'm team Neil, but uh, he uh, got kicked off Spotify oh, this morning. Damn, Spotify said, see ya. Don't let the door hit you on your way out, buddy. Well, I'm sure they were also like, I fucking love Neil Young, but I'm sure they were like, uh, Rogan pulls in everybody under the age of 40 and yeah, everyone that listens his... to you doesn't listen to Spotify anyway, so. Yeah, his podcast is very, very popular. Oh, it's you huge. know, and I I used to listen to him a lot when he was on YouTube because I just love watching video podcasts. That's like yeah. my favorite. Um, and he did have a lot of interesting people on there. And it was just like a lot of interesting back and forth conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was never a fan of that podcast or really yeah. him. And then uh, I saw the best meme that was like, uh, Joe Rogan is goop for men. I was like, that sounds about oh, right. That makes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um anyway that's what's happening over there that's happening in uh the podcast area of the world wow well don't forget to share this podcast with your friends everyone so me and michelle can make an amazon deal in 10 years we'll share it with you (laughs) all right are you ready for questions yeah all right let's do it now that we got you nice and sad i'm sad or the or the listeners are sad yeah, the listeners. <laughs> Dead babies and Amazon. Okay, so here are some questions from M. M. It's just M, so I'm not going to say Emily, even though I really <laughs> want to. From M. So, what are your love languages? Physical touch, gift giving, etc. So I I like words of affirmation and then acts of service. That's what you acts like. Of- that's what I acts of service that's what I like like if you can take the time and energy to do just a little something Mm -hmm. for me like that is so amazing I'm so appreciative I'm so grateful yep 
because like you got your own life going on you got your own stuff that you got to do but if you can do just a little something yeah how do you feel like you give love like do you what do you think that you give out though for a love language um I mean it depends on if it depends on what the person wants Mm. so like Joe he likes touch and quality time so I'll give that to him like I don't whatever the person wants I'll try to have that be the top one yeah but I but I guess like naturally it would be acts of service yeah I like I show my love by acts of service and I love that back as well Mm -hmm. I think for both all right another one any tips on staying motivated and positive? I fall into slumps where I'm super pessimistic and start giving up on things like health journey, being unmotivated at work, etc. Michelle, what are your tips? My tips and what I usually do is I just start working on anything. Like, because mm-hmm. I feel like once I start the motion, even if it's just like, go and wash the dishes, then it's like, okay, now let me do this other thing. And let me, and like, once I get the ball rolling, then I stay super productive, but Mm -hmm. it is easy to fall into a slump, but I say just start with anything, folding socks, uh, just fluffing the pillows on the couch, like just get up and start physically doing something. And then I usually get back into the swing of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And then also like if you're not feeling as positive and happy, and stuff because I go like up and down all the time where I literally am like done with life. Yeah. Um, but I just tell myself like say if I like do a little something just to get the ball rolling, like Michelle was talking about the pillows or the dishes. I literally say I'm thankful that I have dishes that I can do. Oh, I'm yeah. thankful that I have pillow comfortable pillows on a couch underneath this roof. Like I just yeah. – I did a thing – I do it often, but I haven't done it too much this year, but it's where you like write out three things that you're grateful for every day or that you just Mm -hmm. think of. And it's like, if you have that kind of perspective, it does help because you're like, I kind of want to wallow and be sad and life is hard, but it's like, okay, it's not as hard as it, it Mm -hmm. fucking feels really difficult, but on the outside, it's like, all right, you don't have it as bad as you're feeling. Yeah, definitely just taking time to appreciate just like the smallest of things because, yeah, we are breathing and walking and able to do shit. So that's pretty amazing on its own. Yeah. And like with working out, sometimes I don't want to work out, but then I'm like, I'm glad that I have a body that I can move Mm -hmm. by myself and I don't have to rely on anything or anyone to help me move my body. Yeah, It definitely helps. And also if like you feel very positive after working out and after doing like things like that, just think of the after, like think of future M and how good she's going to feel after going to the gym. You know, like I like, I love to think about present Michelle, but sometimes I got to think about future Michelle. Yeah. I was just thinking of you the other day because Michelle, she is so good at doing that. Like she always is like, what can I do for present Michelle, that future Michelle will appreciate. And so I'm I'm always trying to think of that too. Cause I'm like, it is like in the moment you're just like, fuck off, Sam, fuck off, Michelle. But it's like, please do this for future me. (laughs) She's gonna really like that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, and then last one from M. And just for fun, what is your favorite thing about each other and least favorite thing or most annoying? (laughs) Oh, I love that. 
Oh my God. I'm scared to know what Michelle's least favorite thing is about me. (laughs) (laughs) There's probably a lot. (laughs) There's no, my least, well, there's one. My least favorite thing about you is how hard you are on yourself. Yeah. Um, Cause I feel like put yourself down and then that gets you down and mm-hmm. you, you, there's no reason for it. Cause yeah. there's no reason to feel down. Well, you can't help how you feel, but there's no reason to bully yourself over it. Um, my favorite thing about you what is was <laughs> my favorite thing about you is just like how easy it was to hang out with you. Cause I remember the first time that I think I, like roasted you a little bit or something like that I <laughs> immediately was like you know my stomach fell into my butt because I was just like uh-huh. oh is she about to get like really like upset about that and then you just started laughing and I was like oh yeah I love this it's fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> well good thing I'm hard on myself because then I'm used to it when you give me shit no. <laughs> um let's see my least favorite thing about Michelle would be be, I, how can I say this? Is like she, not that you let, I'm just like, give me a second of how I can word this. Hang on. Yeah, I'm not going to feel upset. So word it however you want. <laughs> like sometimes when people don't treat you how they should treat you, you're, you hold it in or you're like, oh, that's just them. Yeah. And it's like, I want to beat them up for you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like our least favorite things about each other aren't even like bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then my favorite thing about Michelle is, well, on the outside, like it seems like you're just so carefree and you just, you don't worry about anything. And it's just mm-hmm. the at- the attitude that you have is like what it is, it is what it will be, it will be. And yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Like it's just you're able to just like drive on the road of life and not hang on to anything where I'm like clawing on the street, hanging on to every little piece of pavement and gravel. It's just like, how do you do it? Yeah. You know, there's people that are anxious. There's people that worry more and stuff like that. I think it was growing up with a very anxious, worrisome parent that I was just like, that seems so tiring. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of built myself to not worry too much about shit. Yeah. And for the most part, I mean, everything tends to work out. So, yeah. And if it doesn't, I got to deal with it when it comes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll worry about it then. Yeah. That's future Michelle's problem. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Like, I'm not worried about that. Fuck future Sam. She can worry about that. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, there was another M. Separate M top three cereals oh I don't really eat too much cereal nowadays the only cereals I eat are like old people fiber cereals like nature's path though and I do like it there's like a honey cluster one that I usually eat uh baby Michelle number one would have been count chocula and then like cinnamon toast crunch Yes, cinnamon toast crunch definitely um I like any kind of Halloween cereal of course Mm -hmm. like the the Frankenberry cereal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'm a sucker for like Christmas cereal. Like that was my like Captain Crunch and Berries, like the Christmas themed. Oh, I didn't like it tastes that. like regular yeah. cereal, but yeah. they would just change the coloring on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have like the fun activities on the back. <laughs> yes. I never liked fruity cereals. Really? Yeah. 
Did you ever like a uh, Rice Krispie Treat cereal? Oh, I remember when that came out. No, I didn't so like it. So good. It was you my favorite. It? Yeah. Uh, no, I liked Count Chocula. I liked cinnamon things. And I liked like Honey Nut Cheerios. Yes. And we always had Frosted Flakes in the house because that was my brother's favorite. Oh, my gosh. A good bowl of Frosted Flakes with like a half a cup of sugar. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> When I was a kid, not now. Yeah. That was like my favorite thing. I would just like pour the sugar and it would just hit those little flakes, just die down in the bowl. And then you eat it and you can just see the sugar on the spoon. Oh, that was not acceptable in my house. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like sometimes if my mom would mess up and just get straight up plain Cheerios, she would, um, let us put like Nesquik in the cereal because it's like oh it's, it's some kind of a sugar yeah um but never just straight up sugar <laughs> I mean you're talking to the person who as a kid had sugar water to drink all the yes, time yes I'm seeing that because I was like sugar on top of frosted flakes those things are sweet as hell yeah I I mean I don't like really sweet stuff now yeah I mean it makes sense why I don't but yeah <laughs> I just love that. And then that just makes me think like, oh, well, she's from Kansas. And then, <laughs> then I think like I'm being like it's a butter and bitch. sugar. She's from Kansas. <laughs> she eats that country crock. <laughs> she puts that sugar on that cereal. <laughs> um, <laughs> I no offense to anybody from Kansas. <laughs> I'm sure people in Massachusetts do it too. Okay. Dream jobs you had growing up. I had a lot. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Michelle, you should not be surprised by this. I'm not. Obviously, with all of my little, like, play things where I owned my own business when I was a kid. Like, I always wanted to own my own business. But just real quick, I'll just blaze through them. (laughs) I wanted to be a professional ice skater. I wanted to be a backup dancer in music videos. I wanted to be a music producer. I wanted to be a pop star. I wanted to be a veterinarian. I wanted to be a a marine biologist, all sorts of stuff. Oh my God. Uh, I would say up until my teens, as a kid, I always say that I wanted to be a veterinarian, but I also was always like super into art and had just kind of like inclination. I was like kind of good at it. Mm -hmm. And then in high school, I think once I learned that there were more like commercial art jobs that I felt like I could convince my mom about, I wanted to be an artist. Do you remember what was your, like, what did you work with when you started art and where you were like, oh, I'm actually kind of good at this? Like what medium, I guess? Um, Whatever we did in school, like just naturally. And I think it was like second grade or something. Like my drawing got to go to like the, where the superintendent was because it was like really good. And oh, so then I was awesome. just like, yeah. So second was, grade? Wow. Yeah. But also, and I think this is why, and my brother's actually really good at art too. He just like never followed through on it, but Also because my dad worked nights. So when we had days of like snow days and stuff like that, where me and my brother would be home, that he also wanted to sleep, he would straight up set up like still lives and like tell me and my brother that whoever like draws it the best will get ice cream later or something like that. Because then we would be like occupied for hours and he could go sleep. And then of course we would both get whatever, like nobody ever won. But yeah, so he would do stuff like that or he would tell us to like like, read a book and write like a summary for him or like he just always came up with ideas like that. That's so cool. Yeah. So we were drawing a lot as kids. 
I love the idea of like, let me set up this live still. You try to recreate, especially like being a kid and your parents telling you that and you're at home. Like Mm -hmm. most kids would be like, fuck this. Where's my phone at? I I mean, nowadays (laughs) times were different, but it's like, that's so cool. Yeah. So me and my brother used to draw a lot growing up and I just, I liked it. Also, I could totally see you being a veterinarian and I can see your clinic just look like your house. Like oh. a, pink, a pink wall with like some fancy wallpaper and like it would have your art around and you would like have little like pet art around that people yeah. could buy and everyone would be like, this clinic is so cool. Oh, I love that. Maybe, maybe in a future career. That's it. Okay. Next question. I'm like looking at you like waiting. I'm like, I got to ask. The, <laughs> I got to ask the next question. <laughs> Michelle has to do all the work. <laughs> Okay. Posters on your wall as teenagers of your crushes. Top three. Definitely like Justin Timberlake, mm-hmm. Usher. Oh, yeah. And I feel like who else was like a hottie when I was a teen? Maybe Josh Hartnett. Oh, yeah. I never was allowed to decorate my room with posters. So what? Yeah. But my best friend that lived upstairs, Marilyn, she had like the straight up teenage room that was like wall to wall fucking posters. And she had like the inflatable fucking furniture and shit yes. like that. And so she would let me put posters up in her room. Oh, that's um, so sweet. If we both agreed on it. Um, of course. But I remember there was a lot of, and I don't know why, because I hate his voice, but there was a lot of jaw Rule. There was mm-hmm. a lot of like Ashanti and... What what was the Murder, Inc.? I feel like whatever their record company was. There was like a lot of people on Murder, Inc. Yeah. So like all those people, um, Josh Hartnett was definitely up there. And then NSYNC. We were both NSYNC and not Backstreet Boys. Yeah. I just like was bopping back and forth between our faces. How are you so tan? I'm like looking at my face and how fucking white I look. I'm not tan. It's the lighting. Do you see the difference of our skin tones right now? Well, because I was like, because you're sitting right in front of a window where it's blaring on you. Yes, Michelle, that room is bright as hell. No, because I was like, I wish my lighting's not that great. No, I'm not tan at all. I do want to do, I do want to see, look, I do want to do like. Okay, a little bit whiter. Okay, okay. I'm seeing it. I was like, oh shit, bitch got a tan. I wish. All right. (laughs) Just completely like went sideways on that one. Okay. Um, Also, I loved Jonathan Taylor Thomas. He was a cutie. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Another one. This one is from Lisa. She says, I need to know about the towels in the bougie hotel room. Do you think they were fancier than regular towels? Was there any tiny soap? The towels were much fancier. They were plush as shit. And they were like the size of beach towels, which is like my favorite. Mm -hmm. I fucking hate when you get a towel and it like hardly wraps around you. And there was like big plushy robes in the room too. Oh my gosh. Lovely. The shampoo, they didn't have like the tiny little containers. Instead, they had like this weird shelf thing where it was like pumped shampoo, conditioner, body wash. And they were like, so you could pump it, but it was like kind of full size things. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't a fan because it was like that. You know how sometimes like fancier shampoo, it doesn't get sudsy because it doesn't have like the fake shit in it. Yeah. I don't like it because I was using like half a bottle because it didn't feel like I was washing my hair. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And the conditioner didn't feel very good either. So 
didn't didn't love that, but I also have like super thick thick hair, so yeah, I need like a super strong conditioner. Did you order room service? Yeah, we did. How was Once. that? Delicious. What'd you get? I got a burger, and Jake got like a smoked salmon sandwich, and then we split wow. it. Yeah, I love doing a little half a roux switcheroo. Mm-hmm. I refuse whenever we go out to eat if like if he's like I really want what you're about to get I'll switch my order because it doesn't make sense to me to get the same thing yeah I agree I'm gonna want bites of that and I want something different Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah it's like and sometimes like we Joe and I can't make up our mind but we want like this and that so we're like you get that and then we'll just yeah yep yep that's what I like to do too because it's like if we're both gonna eat the same meal like I could just cook at home yeah it doesn't make sense to me. And if we're not getting five appetizers and three different types of desserts, we might as well eat at home too. We might as well eat at home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and then she says, also, what do you guys do for money? I feel like you both freelance, but I don't actually know. And yeah, I freelance graphic design. And I freelance foot photos. <laughs> Message me on my Instagram if you would like some. Uh, No, I'm just joking. Uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes to that. No, I do social media and marketing for a vet clinic back in Kansas. Um, I used to work there in person when I lived in Kansas. And thankfully, um, my boss let me keep my job. So I do that. Woo! And then obviously also run Halloween Happy. This one comes from Laura. She asks, I will take more advice on how to be a contract social media content person because I'm a piece of shit who still hasn't gone through with doing this for somebody who blatantly wants to hire me, but I haven't put together a contract or dollar amount. I wanted her to tell me budget and she wants me to tell her. I don't know how to sell myself short, but also still make money. I feel like you always got to ask for more. Yeah. Like and then event like have your idea what you can comfortably take but mm-hmm. then ask for a little bit more and then usually it's like meeting in the middle where you're still fine. Yeah, Does yeah. That make sense. I would definitely like think of the number that you're comfortable with and then go a little bit higher cuz then if yeah. they come back at you with like oh that's more than what you were thinking then you can be like well what were you thinking and also yeah. i fucking hate people that don't I, tell you their budget <laughs> like i do too yeah um, so yeah cuz it's like they're trying to do it they're like well just tell me cuz they want to scam you but yeah. that's why you have to go high and just say like mm-hmm. give me the amount you're wor- you're working with what are you wanting all done like Don't be afraid to ask questions because if they're wanting you, then you definitely have more to. Yeah, you have the upper hands. Yeah. And especially if you're already like working for them freelance, it's like you you already at least know what the job entails. It's not like, well, here's the job description. It's always never that. So it's like (sighs) you do know like how many hours it realistically is and like what you're doing. And Google that shit. Look at Glassdoor or whatever. See like what that position makes in your area. Mm Mm-hmm see what the average is. So then you actually have the numbers to back it up, you know? Yep. Okay. And last but not least, we're at Chuck. All right, Chuck. He asks, if you were to wake up as a member of the opposite sex, what would you do with your day? Well, it depends. Do I have a job of, of this, <laughs> my job of this person I'm trading? Or I'm say sure. it was a day off. What would yeah. I do? Yeah. I mean, obviously I'd probably look at my morning boner that I had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
be like, oh, what's this? I don't know. I feel like whenever people talk about this, they're like, would you masturbate as the opposite sex? And it's like, I don't know if I would. I don't know if my mind would be there. I 100% would because I would want to know like, what it is feels there like. an actual difference between like the orgasms? Like, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be Do- wild if like men have like completely different feeling orgasms do is there like any science that says like if what like I wish there was a way that they could explain it to where each sex knows what the other one is yeah but I'm sure it's kind of like like say I'm looking at this wall and I see it as pink and if you came over it's like you would also say it's pink but like who knows if you're actually looking at orange but you just always know that color as pink you know what I mean yeah it's like kind of one of those things anyway Fine. so I would do I'll that <laughs> I would do some sexual stuff to myself I'm not gonna lie and then I feel like I would try and go into uh, like a gym locker room situation but obviously like with my own people and just see like what boys talk about yeah I and then I would call the guys my friends that were the guys friends and see like how they are with like no women around yeah but I gotta say I think it's really boring because like sometimes like you know Jake will skate with the boys all day I'll be like what'd you guys talk about and stuff he's like oh nothing really I can't think of anything else that it's like I would need a penis to be able to do that you know yeah Okay, another one. <laughs> oh God. Um, ro- <laughs> roses are red. Menstruation cups are scary. When it comes to your partner's genitals, do y'all prefer smooth, trimmed, or hairy? What a sweet poem. I would say it's probably a good thing that you'll never have to use a menstruation cup, so it probably can't be that scary to you. <laughs> No, I feel like every guy should have to put a menstruation tool up their pee hole. (laughs) Okay. All right. Hot take. (laughs) Um, All right. What do you say? So I don't, I don't like anything. Like I like at least some kind of hair if it's trimmed. Cool. But I don't want anything there. I don't know. No. Maintained. That's what I enjoy. Uh, like a little, like somewhere between a like barely maintained and a little maintained. Yeah, yeah. Nothing crazy to where I can imagine you that you like took the time and propped your little leg up and like was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to get lucky today. Like <laughs> I want it to look low key, subtle as hell. Yeah. Like, it but just, like you care. Yeah. Like Trimmed. you're trying to do me a little favor. Yeah. yeah. Trimmed, but not shaped. Like, I, no. don't, I don't need your bikini line. No. Taken care of. <laughs> no, not the bikini line. But also, whatever you feel comfortable with. Yeah. Um, but that's our preferences. Yeah. Like, you're not going to tell me how to groom, so I'm not going to tell you. But. Exactly. Do you think friends with benefits ever turns into anything healthy? I mean, it depends on the two people involved. I know. It is very specific. I do think for the majority, though, there is two outcomes that comes with friends with benefits. Either you lose a friend or you get a relationship. I I agree. Eventually, feelings do start to occur, I think, for the most part. And either you guys decide that you want to be in a relationship together or somebody catches feelings and the other one doesn't. And then the friendship also is going to lose. It's going to lose something, you know? Mm-hmm. 
I I don't think I've ever been a friends with benefit person. I have never done it. And then also it's like not even just that with the growing feelings. You have to be okay with that person continuing sexual relationships with other people too. So mm-hmm. if you're a jealous person, that's never going to work. Yeah. Have you had any friends that were in a friends with benefit relationship or situation? I never had, I think, straight up friends with benefit friends, but I have had friends that have tried like the thruple thing um, Mm -hmm. where sometimes it does work out where it's like they just have an additional sexual partner that doesn't actually enter the relationship or isn't ever seen like that. Mm -hmm. But I've also seen it crash and burn horribly so yeah (laughs) it really depends on the people it does depend and then also I'm thinking well what about when someone's in their 30s or 40s like how is it does it work a little bit better because when I'm talking about the friends I've had it's been like teens and 20s Yeah, yeah yeah that where it's like you just you're not emotionally ready to be that mature to handle that and maybe it's different as you get older I can see it being different as you get older because I also like it's know, doable because yeah. you got your own life, they got yep. their own life, yep. like, and it's yeah. just a beneficial thing for both of you to do, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to have somebody where it's just like, well, they're we're friendly with each other, and also like it's a good booty call. Yeah, yeah. Is Chuck in a friends with benefits relationship? I don't know, Chuck. Run, I'm, I'm right back gonna in. need more details. <laughs> yeah. Let us know if you've done it and if it's worked out. Yeah. And anybody write in and let us know if you've done it and it's been great and you're still friends with that person and nothing weird happens. And I would love to know that from our listeners. I would love to video chat with all with both parties involved. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> See if it was actually good for both people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not just Sam lying about her end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, and then Chuck also wanted us to rate his Tinder profile and give, oh, give this him is advice. Fun. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to have a whole episode about that. That'd be fun. Okay. So it says Chuck, 36, his job, where he lives. Did he um, include a link or like a screenshot? No, it's a screenshot of it. So it has a picture of Chuck. Um, he's reading a book. That's good. Oh, I, I don't um, go into the let's not so you can look at it. So. I'm in there. Okay, okay, I see it. So Chuck's reading a book. Chuck is doing something with his glasses that I don't love. But I see what you know, he's trying to be a little a little uh, cute and quirky here. He's like, he has one of the arms of his glasses in his mouth. Mm-hmm. What do you even call that pose? It's like you want to be a little sl- a little sassy, a little flirtatious, little, but you yeah, also yeah, yeah. want to keep it like this is a hobby I'm enjoying, but yeah. I could also be enjoying you. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, and also I feel like I've seen maybe this photo before of Chuck mm-hmm. because he shared some other photos that he's done like a little photo sesh for someone. Mm-hmm. So I feel like these might be part of that collection that I've seen. Okay. It does look, I will say, it's nice that it's not just like a straight up selfie. It looks like somebody took this picture of him. Mm-hmm. But it does look posed. It doesn't look like it's like a candid shot or something like that. So I'm. What do you, I, what do you think is better? Like when you see a profile, would you like a candid shot? Would you like a setup selfie? Like what's. 
I think I prefer like not a candid shot, but like somebody hanging out with friends and somebody took a picture of the group or like, you know, somebody took a picture of like me with my dog or something like that, you know, but like, and it's just like a fun, candid, natural thing. Like I think that too. Like here's me with my dog at the beach and like our friends took this picture or something like that. So I prefer that number one over like a selfie or like a photo shoot photo for like a Tinder profile. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Okay. So just looking at the photo and then also Chuck's bio. Yep. It reads single chubby bearded and tattooed dad looking for someone to enjoy life with. If you enjoy laughing, I got you. Why date a guy who gets lost in the covers like a remote when you can have someone easy to find and that radiates heat? So just like the bio and the photo, I'd be like, this guy is probably funny. Like he likes to have a good time with life. Yeah. Yeah. I like the first two sentences. The last sentence, I like it because he's definitely trying to be like cute and witty and funny, which Mm -hmm. I enjoy. I feel like I would appreciate more if he's like... Also, I radiate a lot of heat, so, like, I'll always keep you warm or something like that. I don't think I like so much, why date a skinny guy when you can date me? It's like, you don't need to talk about somebody else. Just mm-hmm. put put all your great attributes. What you can bring to the yeah. table. Yeah. Yeah, like, be comfortable and confident yeah. with who you are. Because he looks he looks, and everything else feels very confident. Like, I'm a single child. Oh, yeah. Dude. But yep. then that makes me think, like, Oh, but he is a little self-conscious because he's like yeah. bringing up other dudes or whatever. Yeah. Stay straight with the, the fucking confidence. I agree with that too. I mean, even, the photo alone just shows that you have confidence. Yeah. And that's what women like. Like we love confidence and we love – me and Michelle say it all the time. Like if you can make us laugh, like yeah. where's the closest bed at? Mm-hmm. You know? Funny, confidence, but not cocky. Very not cocky. Yeah. And then also, I was gonna say this also last week when Armando was talking about like, do we look at people's butts and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. And I gotta say, like, I never really look at people's attributes or anything, but I do love, and this could be from anybody, eye contact. Yeah. Like uh, a good holding of eye contact is is a lot. Yeah. I agree with the eye contact and when yeah. you just seem like you're interested. Exactly. Because it's like if you're looking straight at me and you're like listening to what I'm saying and you're holding like my gaze, it's like it's nice, you know? Yeah. Uh, but overall, Chuck, great profile. I love how funny you are in it. I love, mm-hmm. you know, his interests are movies, tattoos, reading, mental health awareness, and a dog lover. Yeah, I love what's, all that. What's to hate? Yep. All right. I think that's all of them. I love the rating my Tinder profile. I know. If you guys are interested in that, we could do a whole episode if you want to send them our way. Well, thanks for all of the questions, you guys. Yeah, we really appreciate you writing in. Let's wrap it up with our let's nots. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go off of Laura's question. So let's not shortchange ourselves. You are worth every penny. Mm, um, I that. think we all tend to do it no matter what. You just always think like, oh, is that going to like put them off or something like that? But the worst case scenario is they say, no, that's not actually in our budget. And then you can go from there. Mm -hmm. I love that. All right. Let's not get carried away by being on our high horse because sometimes we don't know what is happening on the other side of the situation. Mm -hmm. 
we can only control like what's going on in our own, our own little world with the people in our own world, you know? And also let facts play out a little bit before you start getting such a hard stance on things. You never know how things are going to play out, you know? Take a People may be the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You would hope. All right. Um, We will catch up with you guys next week. We hope you have a great one. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Facebook. View us, rate, review, like, whatever you can do. All the podcast shit. Share us in your Instagram stories. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Recommend us to a friend, to a family. And guess what? Family member. If we get that Amazon deal, we're sending you guys we're Cash sending you money money yep <laughs> definitely <laughs> so let's get us up there <laughs> all right guys thanks for listening stay safe we love you and we'll talk we to you, you next week bye bye Let's Not Podcast is part of The Dorkening, which is a network dedicated for podcasters, a group of shows helping each other to grow, share ideas, collaborate, and innovate. You can check out more at thedorkening.com. And thank you to our sponsors, Deadly Grounds Coffee. Deadly Grounds Coffee is fresh roasted here in New England by skilled master roasters in a unique way that allows the true flavor of the bean to come through. It's coffee the way it was meant to be. Fresh, bold, delicious. It's coffee to die for. Check them out at deadlygroundscoffee.com.